0: hey y'all welcome back as we continue our journey through the bible we are on the book of obadiah today obadiah is another one of the smaller prophet books not small in content but just shorter it's actually the one of the shortest it is the shortest book of the old testament with being just one chapter long and obadiah means servant of the lord and it was a prophetic warning written to the nation of edom and the physical realities of judgment and the judgment that was coming to Edom, who thought they they were so prideful and they thought they were something. So God is going to reduce them to nothing and humble themselves. And Esau was the twin of Jacob. Remember and Esau is who birthed the nation of Edom and they struggled against each other from the beginning. And Abraham was, um, the, the forefather of these of both of the boys, he, he's the grandfather of these boys, and they were twins who struggled from birth even in the womb. And the cousins of the Israelites, Ishmael, he, Isaac's twin Ishmael, he was um sent away because he was not of the covenant of God. He was a cousin who was worldly and self- full Of selfishness and sin. And Esau married two Canaanite women as well as an Ishmaelite daughter. And he opposed God and who God stood for, and the, the people of God and the people who stood for God. He opposed them as well as God his whole life. And this warning is a vision that is given to Obadiah regarding Edom. And in the fall, humans fell, sin sin came, humans fell. We are all sinful. We all need Jesus desperately. And the most painful and difficult conflict to resolve is often between blood relatives and these, these family feuds and national feuds. And the roots of disputes are bitter and they're long and they're deep. And if you attempt to pull at them, it, it usually ends up, Failing, and Esau and Jacob were no different; they were competitors since birth since since the womb actually, and God chose Jacob, the younger son to receive the blessing attached the, to the Abrahamic covenant, and Jacob and Rebekah got this blessing to come forth. By scheming instead of trusting God and His plan, God's will and plan will come forth regardless. But they schemed to try to make it happen on their own terms rather than God's terms. And these brothers did experience a brief time of reconciliation as they buried Isaac, their father, and their. But their their friction was never fully removed, and Esau again. For the nation of Edom, and his descendants carried on this this family feud that started for, right in the womb, and with that we'll go into chapter though the book of Obadiah. It is only one chapter. This is the vision that the sovereign Lord revealed to Obadiah concerning the land of Edom. We have heard a message from the Lord that an ambassador was sent to the nations to say get ready everyone let's assemble our armies and attack Edom so they're preparing for attack against Edom and God enabled Obadiah to know what was going on among the nations that were allied against and with against Judah and with Edom Obadiah had an inside knowledge and in Ob- Obadiah's day the travels of the national leaders and their political discussions and things that went on in the nations, they weren't publicized on the technology like we have today. There was no newspapers. there's no press conferences. They had to receive the knowledge a different way. And we, we read these things and we see these things and we see what's going on in our world. But this was instilled in him by God. God made sure he knew what was going on. and. He knew that there was things going on, and he brings forth this message straight from God. God downloaded this message for him regarding Edom, and he is sovereign, he is mighty, he is powerful, he is working out his perfect will and his perfect plan, and no matter what God is on the throne and he rules and he reigns and he watches us and he takes care of us and he doesn't want us to be destroyed or or hurt and he wants us to choose him and his protection and his love and his guidance in all that we do and because his word and his good news is not getting out fast enough he's even sending dreams right now to the Middle East to people and revival is happening because he's giving people dreams of who he is because we're not spreading the good news like we're supposed to, and we need to keep spreading the good news, keep sharing the gospel with the people around us. And we'll continue in verse two. The Lord says to Edom, I will cut you down to size among the nations and you will be greatly despised. You have been deceived by your own pride because you live in a rock fortress and make your home high in the mountains Who can ever reach us way up here, you ask boastfully. But even if you soar as high as eagles and build your nest among the stars, I will bring you crashing down, says the Lord. If thieves came at night and robbed you, what a disaster awaits you. They would not take everything. Those who harvest grapes always leave a few for the poor, but your enemies will wipe you out completely. Every nook and cranny of Edom will be searched and looted. Every treasure will be found and taken. All your allies will turn against you and they will help to chase you from your land. They will promise you peace while plotting to deceive and destroy you. Your trusted friends will set traps for you. Your trusted friends will set traps for you, and you won't even know about it. At that time, not a single wise person will be left in the whole land of Edom, says the Lord. For on the mountains of Edom, I will destroy everyone who has understanding. The mightiest warriors of Taman will be terrified. And everyone on the mountains of Edom will be cut down in the slaughter. Because of the violence you did to your close relatives of in Israel, you will be filled with the shame and destroyed forever. When they were invaded, you stood aloof, refusing to help them. Foreign invaders carried off their wealth and cast lots to divide up Jerusalem. But you acted like one of Israel's enemies. You should not have gloated when they exiled your relatives to distant lands. You should not have rejoiced when the people of Judah suffered such misfortune. You should not have spoken arrogantly in that terrible time of trouble. You should not have plundered the land of Israel when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have gloated over their destruction when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have seized their wealth when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have stood at the crossroads, killing those who tried to escape. You should not have captured the survivors and handed them over in their terrible time of trouble. The day is near when I, the Lord, will judge all godless nations. As you have done to Israel, so it will be done to you. All your evil deeds will fall back on your own heads. Just as you swallowed up my people on my holy mountain, so you and the surrounding nations will swallow the punishment I pour out on you. Yes, all you nations will drink and stagger and despair, And disappear from history. But Jerusalem will become a refuge for those who escape. It will be a holy place. And the people of Israel will come back to reclaim their inheritance. The people of Israel will be a raging fire. And Edom a field of dry stubble. The descendants of Joseph will be aflame. Roaring across the field. Devouring everything. There will be no survivors in Edom. I the Lord have spoken. Then my people living in the Negev will occupy the mountains of Edom. Those living in the foothills of Judah will possess the Philistine plains and take over the fields of Ephraim and Samaria. And the people of Benjamin will occupy the land of Gilead. The exiles of Israel will return to their land and occupy the Phoenician coast as far north as Zarephath. The captives from Jerusalem, exiled in the north, will return home and resettle the towns of the Negev. Those who have been rescued will go up to Mount Zion in Jerusalem to rule over the mountains of Edom. And the Lord himself will be king. So he points to again to the coming time of revelations when God re- sends Jesus and He returns, and the kingdom of God will be fully established, and Yahweh will deal with human evil, with sin for eternity, and it will be when He establishes His throne forever, His kingdom, and the restoration is coming. To and nations will be judged, and. Nations will be st- restored as well. And the faithful remnant will be made whole. And he he talks to the nations about what's coming. And he begins with, with Edom in this one. And he sets an example of you can't get away with evil. You can't get away with sin. It's going to catch up to you. And people suffer for the way they treat others eventually and evil will be dealt with and sin will be dealt with and sin is defeated and will be bound for all eternity with the coming of our Lord Jesus, who is coming again. And in these messages, in these passages, the Lord enabled Obadiah to know what was going on, like we talked about. And there are two parts to this message. First, he declared that God would judge Edom and take away everything the nation boasted about. Really, all that they depended on for security instead of God would be pulled out from under them. And Ob- Obadiah explained why he was judging Edom. And he he says that they sinned against God and God's people. And he said that he's going to bring down their pride. And they were such a prideful nation. And Edom thought they were super great people. But pride goes comes before the fall. And he also said that their wealth is going to be plundered. They're going to lose everything that they put their pride in. And there's going to be nothing left, nothing at all left. And it would be the end of Edom. And all the the alliances that they looked to instead of God would be broken. And they would turn to these friends, but these friends would be their enemies and their allies would turn into traitors and set traps and they would catch Edom by surprise. And actually in about, in right around 300 BC, the Nabatean Arabs drove out the Adamites and took their key city Petra. And that city was carved out of a rock and they thought they were safe in this rock, but they were not. They were fooling themselves. And God warned Edom that their wisdom is even going to be destroyed. And without wisdom, the leaders would not make right choices, right decisions. There's going to be confusion and chaos. And he also announced that Edom's army would be defeated. And without wisdom, the military leaders don't know how to command their troops. And their men are defeated. And he proceeded to defend God's judgment of the nation, saying, This is is what God, God is holy and just and evil and sin are judged and they were guilty of sins horrible sins they were violent against their brothers their family he d- was determined to kill his brother Jacob right from the get go and that malicious evil desire of of hurting other people continued through his descendants so instead of assisting their their brothers in their fights and his cousins on the other side they watched and laughed as enemies cast lots and took out and and held the the Jewish nation captive captive they acted like the enemy instead of behaving like brothers and god is going to punish them for their actions in that in their their cold stony hearts and they actually rejoiced in what the enemy was doing to israel And in their pride, Edom looked down on the Jewish nation and gloated over their misfortunes. And their other sin was helping the enemy actually attack the Jewish nation. They helped the enemy. They gave aid to the enemy. And God's people, when we are when we are grafted in to the heart of God, our heart is to help others, even our enemies. They are humans. They are people made in God's image. We all are, even our enemies, and we need to pray for them. We need to be generous even when it doesn't feel like we want to. We need to give and be the heart and in and, and and heartbeat of God and pray and intercede for our enemies. And we definitely don't want to assist against anyone, against sinning in against anyone. We don't want to sin against anyone. And we want to have that heartbeat of God reflect through our lives in everything we do. And Edom's poor sin was ignoring the judgment of God that was warned. They totally ignored it. They're like, ah, whatever. You're talking like a fool. They ignored it and they were proud and they didn't care about what God was going to do to him. They figured they were like... Again, that false confidence. And God is going to pour out his wrath on the wicked world. He's going to judge the nations, and then he's going to establish his kingdom. And Edom had drunk in these joyful celebrations of Jerusalem's fall, but the nation would one day end up falling themselves as God's judgment pours out on them. And God is just, and he he deals with sin he handles sin. And what Edom did to others is ultimately what came back and was done to them in the end. And Pharaoh ordered all the Jewish baby boys to be drowned. So God drowned the Egyptian army. And God's judgments are true and righteous. And unless we repent, we'll face judgment. But we have the option to repent, to heed the warnings, to listen to God's word, to humble ourselves. And Now the prophecy about Edom had been delivered and Obadiah turns to his own people and announces the promises of God. And we can stand firm in faith in the promises of God. He will deliver us. He will hold us under his wings, in his arms. He will deliver them and he will establish his people. He will establish his kingdom and regather all of us into his kingdom and he will Give us the restoration that we desire. It'll be free from sin. Sin will be bound and it will be a beautiful, glorious nation built by, through and in God and God alone. the Jewish nation has a promise of land and they will also get that land when the restored kingdom comes and that land will be theirs and they will get to actually enjoy it because sin will be God and the faithful remnant that stands will flourish in this blessing and, and enjoying the promise of God. They won't just get the promise, they'll get to enjoy the promise of God. And the Israel nation actually became a it was partially honored in 1948, but one day they're actually going to enjoy all of their land and there will be no wars, no death, no sickness, no evil. And they're going to be completely able to enjoy that land. And it's going to be a day like no other. Oh, it's going to be glorious and beautiful. And all of us who are faithful to God, we. Will be joined in unity with God. And Jesus teaches us that faithfulness to Him today means reigning with Him in His kingdom for eternity. In all of God's children, we look forward forward to the day when the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our God and he will reign forever and ever and every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord of all and God's people must do all they can to get the gospel out share the gospel spread the good news let more and more people as many people as we can before it's too late know Jesus submit to Jesus apply the blood of Jesus to their lives trust him and and let him lead our and guide our lives. And until the day God returns, we gotta keep praying, we gotta keep interceding, we gotta keep crying out to God for revival, for his kingdom to come on earth as it is and in heaven, to keep spreading the good news, sharing the gospel. Revealing his glory and his light through our lives with everything we do and say, every moment of our days while well we are here, and just keep pursuing God, chasing after God with all our guts, loving Him passionately, and loving the people around us that God put us around passionately as well. Spread His love, spread His goodness, spread His forgiveness, His mercy, His grace. He is a just God and judgment is coming, but He gives us a lifeboat to jump into out of His amazing mercy and grace. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a most blessed day.